0: You are listening to TJ Talks. Be aware, this show contains explicit language. Okay, here we go. All right, welcome to TJ Talks. I am Jed. I'm Teresa, hey! Welcome to Monday.
1: Welcome to Monday. I know every other time we talk to you all, we're on different days, but today we're doing this on a Monday.
0: Feels good. Yeah, it's almost like Groundhog Day today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Deja vu. Although I heard a cute expression. Maybe everybody's heard this, and I had never heard of it. Deja vu, of course, you know, the feeling of having done this before. And then vuja day is the feeling where none of this shit has ever happened before. <laughs>
0: so,
1: <laughs> today's our vuja day Monday, because we've never done this on a
0: Monday. I know. I don't think yeah, Monday is kind of an odd day for a podcast.
1: Yeah, you know, me and Mondays. With, but anyway, what are we going to talk
0: there, about today? There's so much news and stuff going on, actually. And, you know, i was it, been in this meeting where I'm going over all these procedures that I write, because I write procedures. That's what I do. And
1: You don't follow procedures, you just write them. Th-
0: that's right. We tell others what to do. And you will be compliant. <laughs> verbatim
1: compliant. oh it sounds like a Fifty Shades of Grey kind of
0: it, it is
1: procedural manual.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> but today, we're going to talk about the Olympics.
1: Yawn. But, okay, we'll talk about that. Oh, I, I that.
0: got some good stuff. Ugh. <laughs> Chick-fil-A. Blech. Yahoo, yeah. The CEO, yes. You know, uh, one of the big news items today, breaking, is that the shooter up there in Colorado got—he um, was um, what would what, what do they call it? Um, indicted on oh. mur- murder one today. Okay. So definitely, they they feel they have him dead to rights. I'm there in a meeting, I have my phone on the desk, kind of subtly there, waiting yeah. know, just in case something happens. And all of a sudden I see my USA Today pops up and I'm like, oh, breaking news and I just kinda of glance over. It's like I feel connected with the world for a moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when you're locked in a meeting room, it's nice to have those little outside connections, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I can't be surprised, although I assume an insanity plea is in the works. Would you have – has there been any indication where, where he's going to go?
0: I have no idea, but I think they, they're not going to let him get away with that.
1: Oh, I'm sure he'll be – either way. Well, he's not going to get away with it, but it's it's to what degree the punishment will be, right? You know, We've never talked about capital punishment on the show, right? We've talked about a lot of hot button issues. We've never talked about that. That yeah. might be a whole nother whole show.
0: You know, I did an essay in Mr. Reams' class <laughs> yes. on capital punishment, and, and this was back, you know, nineteen eighty-seven perspective. And my, and I got a like a C on this, and I don't know how I got a C. I should have got an A on that damn thing. <laughs> I am so mad about it. So to this day, it bothers me because I remember it was, all the. Work. Okay,
1: so you got to see, but were you pro or anti capital punishment? What was your
0: take? Yeah, you know, maybe that's the reason is I didn't take a specific stand one way or another. Oh well, and if it
1: was position paper, that's probably why.
0: Yeah, I, I probably was supposed to be a position paper, but this I said. I guess that's what he wanted was be pro or be con, and and really I was pro, but con. I know that sounds weird. Here's the deal: if if you can't quickly execute people who are committing capital crimes, then it is no, it is not a deterrent. And that was what my my topic was: is that that capital punishment as administered today is not a deterrent to crime. That was what I said, and the reason is is because we don't, uh, you know, we don't crank the the system out where we're just executing people within a short period of time so people think that you know committed crime it'll be 20 years before if ever before i'm executed
1: yeah if you ever get the yeah yes i do not think deterrency is is the reason for capital punishment i i personally have the belief that if you could not be the person pulling the switch, doing the injection, turning on the gas, whatever it is, if you personally couldn't do that, if you were placed as a citizen, you know, what if people had to randomly do this and, and you couldn't make that happen in your own conscience or whatever, then you probably aren't pro-death penalty. Now, it's easy for me to say that when I've never had a family member or been a victim of a violent crime or something for which I would want exact vengeance. So I don't. I don't know. I I don't feel like I feel like it's uh, unjustly proportioned to certain ethnicities. I think there's lots of statistics that prove that. I think that it's not consistent. I think, like you said, that it's not swift justice at all. So I feel there are too many flaws in the system to keep doing it as a civilized nation. But sometimes these defective units, you do have to wonder, what the hell do we do with these people? Well,
0: so. I'm, I'm going to go on the record saying that I'm okay if they find this guy guilty in the court of law and they say, execute him, I'm good with that.
1: Right. <laughs> It'll probably be like a Tim McVeigh thing. They kind of rushed that along,
0: right? You know, got him- I, yeah, he, he, he got – Injected,
1: yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's hor- It's all horrible, right? I and mean, there's no good answer. And it doesn't mean I want violent criminals to be just kept in prison where it's extremely expensive. But it's more expensive to go through the appeal process and all the the numerations to get someone executed. Yeah, so I hope that statistic isn't true anymore. And yeah, that was true about five years ago, yeah, that yeah. it was more costly to have people on death row than it was to just imprison them for life.
0: You know, here's the funny thing about that whole argument. And we have this whole conversation at my work that uh, because uh, we have these reports, and that where if you have a problem, they're like trouble reports against Uh the documentation. And people say, "Well, if uh, you do a one of those reports that with all the people that have to review it and all this kind of stuff, and you figure out the hours and all the blah blah blah, it costs ten thousand dollars per document that to process one of these things." And I say, "Bull." You know what? There's no way because well, people's sy- time
1: costs money. It costs yeah, a lot yeah, of time and yeah, money. but you know
0: what? The system is there, and it's designed to process. If one goes through, the system's going to be there. If a thousand go through, it's going to be there. So whatever the aggregated cost of the system is, what it is, that judge that has to be there is going to be there and paid for by the people. Whether he processes one murder, one case. Or a thousand. Whatever right. he can load on the docket, you know, load that guy up. Um, you know, the real thing is is the cost of, you know, collecting data, collecting evidence, you know, evidence, collect, you know ha- hiring and paying for the, the lawyer, for the defendant, because most of the time they can't afford a defendant. And you don't want, the, in the appeals process, for them to say, well, he wasn't uh, properly defended. You know. And then they get off. I, I... So let's move on and talk about the Olympics.
1: Oh, God. I'd rather talk about something more pleasant like the death penalty. Really? (laughs) I I do not have Olympic fever. I could give two shits about the whole goddamn thing. I'm excited that the the opening went off well. And, of course, I don't want to see anything. But the Olympics make me nervous.
0: Did you watch any of the opening?
1: Uh, Only the highlights of it. We weren't home that evening, so I didn't watch all of it. Um and I love the idea of the Mary Poppins and the Voldemort and all. I mean, it's great. It's fine. It's good spectacle and good for England. Yippee! Or well, it, Yahoo, it was it bizarre. Was, whatever they say.
0: <laughs> it was. It was like a six-hour halftime show at a football game,
1: right? And it's like this uh, since the Beijing ones where they had you know the thirty billion people pounding the drums and the synchronization and the you know Uber excessiveness of all that. It just feels like these things are getting so over the top. I, I don't know. I just don't know that we need all that. It's certainly very expensive. And isn't sports what this is about again? I mean I just want to ask where's the sports?
0: Mm, well.
1: But I, I don't begrudge them having a celebration. Please don't get me wrong. I I have a negative connotation about the Olympics. And like I said, they makes it makes me nervous. I'm nervous and I wouldn't have wanted to watch it Friday night because God forbid something bad happens and then we all have to remember – that where, incident, where you? I just, uh, it bugs me a little bit.
0: Uh, how many people do you think watched it for that specific purpose?
1: I'm sure there are a lot of twisted people that watch just to see something go wrong, right? right? Yeah. And that's so sad. I, 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 I hope I'm wrong about that, but I'm sure it's not the case. It's like nasty And it sounds like England is on top of it. They've done nothing but have security, etc. But it's just, you know, oh, I don't di- know why that bugs me.
0: Oh, you didn't hear about the UFO at the Olympics.
1: What? What, what UFO.
0: The UFO. Huh? No, oh yeah I didn't hear about yeah that. it was Tell oh me. yeah they're, they're, apparently at the end of the whole thing with the big fireworks um there was a deal where they they I saw the video they're they're really unless it's altered video um the uh there was a UFO what?
1: there was no UFO mm-hmm. okay hold on I have to google this now
0: <laughs> okay, all right, okay, I'm gonna take a moment out right here to yes. try to uh bring in our guest. Yes. Let's see here.
1: Was it a Goodyear airship, Spirit of Europe?
0: What? Well, hey, we, we're It's lucky. all fresh to me, so it's all good. <laughs> we're, we're lucky enough to get our other host of the show on. Uh, we got Ellen here with us, so there's three of us in the in the we're studio.
1: So, we're so excited to have you, Ellen. I'm so I glad am. I have not been here when you've been here.
2: I know. I know. I feel like I'm always filling in, or you know. <laughs> And never, thank goodness you do. Never duplicated.
1: <laughs> I love it. Thank you. It's so great to have you here. And we, we have a good topics today on today's show. So what well, we're going to start with, Joe, we're talking about Olympics, we're, right? Yeah, we're
0: talking about Olympics, Chick-fil-A, Yahoo! CEO, and anything you gals want to talk about.
1: <laughs> All right, talk. Joe's here
0: to
2: facilitate, right? <laughs> Way to go, Judd. Way yeah. to go, producer
1: oh. Judd. Well, wait a minute. Is it, it's only two fifteen. I can't open a bottle of wine yet. So I guess we gotta hey, wait. It's,
0: it's five o'clock <laughs> here. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Right, right. It's after five where you guys are. <laughs> oh, that's All right. So tell that? me about Ellen, Do you love the Olympics? Do you have Olympic fever?
2: I have complete Olympic fever. And I think I had posted on Facebook not that long ago that I really get challenged with the Olympics because I think I can do things that I can't really do. And I wind up getting myself hurt.
1: <laughs> I actually like that. That's a nice thing. Okay.
2: I'm watching track and field and I'm watching their form and seeing what I can do to change. And since then, I've had shin splints and Achilles heel problems. <laughs> and it's only been two weeks. This isn't good. I
1: like the, I like the, um, the sport part of the Olympics, I'm not fond of all the crazy shenanigans and all this weird. You know, the opening ceremony thing is a little over the top, if you ask me. But I like the sport part of it. But don't you feel that most of these athletes are a little bit freaks of nature? Yes,
2: without a doubt. But a lot of the athletes that I'm surrounded by sometimes are would be considered freaks of nature. Okay. But at the same time, and I've watched even um, on I love to run and some of those other. Uh, Facebook pages and so forth. It says, it, it, "I find it strange that people think that exercising five or six hours a day, six days a week, is obsessive, but yet they don't think that about TV." <laughs> I guess you're people right. People can huh? watch TV for five or six hours a day, and that's not considered obsessive, but exercising <laughs> five or six hours a day is. Because <laughs>
1: so. well, TV is fun.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's all. I guess it's all perception. <laughs>
1: right. All right, Jed. So. So, if you had a kid, right, that wanted to be a swimmer, yeah, and and it's five o'clock in the morning, and every day for the next eight years, you're not, gonna have to take. They're not a kids. swimmer.
0: They're not a swimmer.
1: They're not gonna be a swimmer, <laughs> right? Like I'm a parent. I w- I wouldn't do that every morning. I wouldn't. I wouldn't facilitate that for my kids. That's how horrible I am. Uh, I don't
0: know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I, anything that I wouldn't do myself, I'm not gonna make them do. You know, but, I, I
0: would do it. I would totally do it. And the only reason that I would do it is because my mom would have done it.
1: Oh, geez. All right. My mom
0: so would have done it.
2: Would have done it? Would have done it, yeah. Even with the billion kids that she had, she would have figured out a way to make it happen.
1: Oh, I feel horrible because my kids probably would answer right now that you're not doing that
2: for us. (laughs) 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 But do they truly have a passion for something that they could think that they would be Olympians Correct. No, at this at this
1: moment, no, they don't. So unless Xbox is a soon to be Olympic sport, it will not be something that we have to worry about. And I guess I could take them to their practice at, you know, five AM. But I feel like these specifically in the gymnasts, I think, are the ones that because literally that much gymnastics does stunt your growth. I mean it makes it does cause physiological impairment to the human body.
2: Really? So how's that?
1: It does. There's um and I just heard this because somebody who was an Olympic wannabe, was being interviewed on a radio show, and she said, you know, once I stopped when I was 14 is when I finally grew, because the impact I'm on t- your joints I'm prohibits t- growth.
0: I'm totally blaming that for my height. That's right.
1: <laughs> if you had just stayed off that pommel horse a little bit, Spitzer, you would be another, you know, do you know taller. Do you know that when
0: I was little, I actually uh, took gymnastics up there at the San Antonio Community Center for like oh. a year? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, that's pretty funny. Um, well, and I was a swimmer, and 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 I was a swimmer at an early age at the Jewish Community Center, okay. and my my parent my mom took me.
0: So you were saying there, Ellen, that uh, you would went swimming at the JCC up there in Jersey.
2: Yes, and I was part the Bayonne Mermaids, <laughs> and it was a pretty competitive um, six year old team, <laughs> <laughs> meaning that all six year olds. Oh man. <laughs> Well, isn't it sad pressure. though
1: because somebody probably could have made the decision for you at six whether you would be an Olympian or not, right? Like they don't – nobody gets to turn into an Olympian at 18 anymore. You have to decide at seven years old, this is my goal.
2: I'm going to go for it. That's right. And but I just, probably – and honestly, if had I had the desire or had given some kind of inclination to somebody that I thought that this was something that I could really be good at, I'm sure that they would have pushed me to, in that direction because I basically had eight parents. Because I had eight older brothers and sisters, so you had a lot of influence there. A interesting, lot of, lots of influence. Yeah, <sighs> I don't know. I'd
1: be curious to know what the stat stats are for most Olympic athletes. Are they only children? Are they part of large family? You know, what? How yes. does that function for them?
2: That would be an interesting stat. Yeah, that'd be good to know. I my don't know. Pedi- I feel my pediatrician thought that I was going to be Miss America, so he actually, you know, you're you're. Uh, Your your tetanus or whatever you get as a kid—that's usually scars on the outside of your arm. He hit me with my vaccination on the soft part of my arm, so I didn't have a scar. So when I became Miss America, I would not be on TV with a scar on my arm.
1: So when you were in the evening gown competition portion of the contest, you were going to look unscarred. I love that. That was a nice forethought, and maybe a (laughs) little bit creepy. I don't know. (laughs) It's really (laughs) creepy. Or, uh, I don't know if your pediatrician is supposed to be envisioning you in, I don't know, in well, the kitty contest, right? Wow.
0: Well, so, so we were talking a little earlier about the fact that uh, the UFO sighting at the Olympics. You, you're telling me now it's been confirmed that it's a uh, blunt?
1: Well, they're not – nothing is confirmed, but it says it looks like it was the blimp, the Goodyear blimp.
0: I don't know. I don't
1: think that was a UFO. If anything, it was probably some stealth English bomber thing going over trying to do security. I think that's probably what it was. I
0: don't know. I'm thinking the blimp is a better thing. But, you know, they're they're trying to say that there's supposed to be some sort of conspiracy that at the end of the Olympics is the prime time for the aliens to come out and – Show themselves to the world so that we can have one of those moments, historical moments when the world changes. It's supposed to, the UFO. Oh, don't
1: tell me this. I'm not going to sleep now. <laughs> don't tell me this. I hate UFOs.
0: <laughs> the whole UFO thing is supposed to happen what, in two weeks or so. I I don't believe
2: that. Well, I hope I hope to God they don't. Sh- I hope they show up in something Jetson-like and not a blimp.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't need a dirigible full of aliens. I want you know an actual like a Trojan space pod. Yeah, like a Trojan blimp. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that would not be a very dignified way for UFOs to take over the world. But I guess stranger things have happened. I hope that's not true. I don't know. All the apocalyptic things that have happened over the last year where we're all supposed to be, you know, the end is near. I don't mind any of them, but I really – I'm not fond of the aliens taking over because it's an unknown that you can't control.
0: Yes, But, but, you know, I I just – I guess the question is do you believe – that it's even, that there are aliens and could they come here and why do they and would they know that the Olympics is a big deal?
2: Right. Yeah. Well on some other planet they are Skyping yeah. or some form of Skyping, calling us aliens. That, going, Do you think those SOBs are gonna show up on our planet and <laughs> screw
0: things up for us? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Maybe they are already- they don't show up in a blimp.
1: And maybe they're already among us, and so maybe they're just coming back. I, I don't know. Sometimes where, I wonder. Where are
0: my special sunglasses when I need them?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to wear my purple Nikes then for the next three weeks and hope uh, for the best. Just,
0: just keep lots of glasses of water near you. Okay. You'll be good. Well, now
1: I have no. Now I have even less desire to watch the Olympics because if it's going to end in a or you know finale of alien takeover, I just I really don't want to be involved in
0: that. So. Uh, yeah, well, I got to tell you, as far as, because, I mean, there's lots of different sporting events, and we're just not going to cover any of them. So, but
1: No, I want to talk about canoeing, or whatever that boat thing is, Crew? where they're stroking. 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 Yeah. True, that's it, yes. Okay. That's the dignified term. Okay, right?
0: okay. Let, the let's The Billy talk-
2: Squire song. So- so- slowly, slowly.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's talk that, and then I have to talk about the opening of the Olympics on NBC's crappy coverage after that. So let's talk about the canoeing, stroking, crewing. Nobody
1: cares about this sport except for the Olympics, uh-huh. right? I mean, well, or people at Harvard and Yale that do those things all the time. right? And then, so that's worthless. Sorry, that's just my opinion. And then secondly, the rhythmic gymnastic thing is a joke. Especially rhythmic gymnastics is a sport, but softball is not a sport in the Olympics. Oh, they that took it
0: out. It was, I know but it that was exhibition, seem right. and then it didn't make it, right?
1: So, I don't like. It. And yeah. there's no roller skating. I think roller skating should be in the Olympics. Okay. <laughs> <It's> just-
0: <laughs> Inline or roller derby.
1: <laughs> Roll- not derby, but like rhythm, uh, rhythmic. Um, you know, like like figure skating, but uh-huh. with roller skates, because I, I think that's a fun sport. Well,
0: why not just uh, roller blading, but like long distance rollerblading?
1: They could do something like that. Like they do the speed skating in the winter one. Okay. Yeah. Which is also not of value. I mean there's these (laughs) hiathlons and the shooting and the running and the whatever. I mean what's her name? Zola Budd and Mary Decker Slaney. They were the marathoners who had the big trip up a couple – many years ago now. Probably 20 years ago, right? The Olympics. Uh So – and then somebody – didn't someone like crap themselves in the Olympics when they were running the marathon? I I mean these are the things we want to see. We want to see these kinds of things. (laughs) Because I know uh, that's the what people do. The best part of
2: the bike races are the wipeouts.
1: I know, right? That's so horrible.
0: horrible. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's okay. There, there's another thing I heard is when they had the bike race, did you hear Twitter brought down the Olympics?
1: No, why? No.
0: Yeah, well, apparently everybody's tweeting and they're on their social media mm-hmm. everywhere. Well, what? all all the gizmos and gadgets which do the time recordings and you know verify where everything is is all connected up to 3G 4G networks over there oh. not hardwired and they're on the internet and so with everybody on their their phones it's like going to disney trying to get a signal you know when you concentrate that many people online nobody can get a signal out to do anything so they've actually uh, asking they're asking people to not tweet when they go to events
1: what? Yes. That's crazy. Yes, that is crazy. Oh, those are the aliens taking over. That's what that is.
2: <laughs> Another piece of evidence.
1: Overloading our circuits. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. That's really interesting. And is that why Twitter went down the other day, or do we know what happened to Twitter?
0: No. You know, I don't know what happened to Twitter still. We I that fi- was kind
1: of a big deal.
0: we got to find out. About I that.
1: don't know why it's important to me, but I always wonder, why, you know, these, these things should not go down. They De- should be always stable.
0: Denial. It's aliens.
2: Service. It's aliens. I'm that's, with you. That's gonna be my no excuse all week. It's just aliens. Aliens. It's
0: yeah. Aliens. It's Alien
2: grabs. Aliens and glimpses. Right. I think that's important.
0: I and, think that's and, important and so that we fact. can just keep bird walking this topic. Just so you know, uh, Apple Computers has made a uh, grab for Twitter. <laughs>
1: um, oh really? Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they
0: a a major investment is into Twitter is what they said. Interesting.
1: Yes. All that right. I did well.
0: hear. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that because Twitter seems the most. Um, disposable to me right now, like especially between Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. I think Twitter is the one that has the most variable value. So if Apple's willing to invest, then I think there's potential.
0: I, I And just, and we'll get back to the Olympics, but I think the reason that they want it is for um, two things. One is the massive user base that there is out there. Right. And the second thing is that they want to have a universal login system and you can log in all these different uh, accounts with all these different websites using Twitter as your authentication, yes. And Since Facebook is kind of crappy in comparison, I think Twitter it's a lot easier than Facebook. I would agree. So that's uh, probably the other reason. And then, that, like,
2: like, what do they call that? That
0: Open ID. It's like the, Open ID, but it's yeah. Twitter's for you know it's Twitter's, Twitter's version of it, thing. yeah. So, Mi- so Mixy uh, or something. Yeah. Hmm. So all right. So back to the Olympics. <laughs> so tell us more about this crew thing.
1: Nobody cares about crew. I'm sorry. Do you care about crew?
2: (laughs) I don't necessarily care about crew, but we do have quite a crew over here, over in Cocoa Beach area and Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And every morning on the river, there's a crew team out there.
0: Every morning. I see
2: it a lot.
0: Yeah, but they come from up north. All these kids come from colleges up north where crew's big. And they come down here to Cocoa Beach for a week or two because our river system is nice and long and shallow. Uh-huh. Yes. And they can go up and down, I mean, big time. And so the, all these hot college girls are down here in Cocoa Beach. and
2: Stroking and going
0: up and down. They're stroking <laughs> and they're going, yeah, they're stroking it up and There's stroking nice it down.
1: Yeah, exactly. I love it. All right.
0: <laughs> so, yes. Uh, I, you know, I, is it mostly women who do crew? Because I don't see guys down here on crew.
2: On the river, they down uh, Melbourne, like North Melbourne. There's a couple of men crew teams, but okay. FIT is um, probably the one that sponsors the most
0: mm-hmm.
2: crew teams that I've seen. And, but you're right; there are pr- predominantly around here. I see a lot of women mm-hmm. crew.
0: That's just they all got their shit together, so to speak. You know, they 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 can work better as a team. I think you get you know seven guys in a boat, and they all want to stroke at a different time. Yeah.
1: yeah all right we've talked about the olympics for four years now can we move on to our next topic uh, what,
0: what, uh, one last one last thing is the the opening thing uh, meredith fiera down sh- shut the f up <laughs> both you and matt lauer they they you know they actually they thought it was like the rose parade which they screwed that up too
1: you I was going to say, they have way too much talking with all the visual.
0: Yeah. You know, there's all this stuff going on. And then the other part is they don't even know what they're talking about. They, they screwed up the guy who invented the Internet, essentially. The, the guy who's from the U.K. that they basically uh, is one of the people who's responsible for it. They didn't know who he was. I mean, they should have, like, the little cheat sheet to know everything that's going to happen. And Meredith, they're like, "Who's that?"
2: <laughs> Did you see who's the lady on the Today Show? That's with um, uh, the two ladies on the Today Show. The one that was married Griffin or Griffith, whatever the hell her last name is. I don't know,
0: but I don't watch you know that.
2: Who, those two. Those yeah. two were then at the other ones that had
0: stupid, stupid commentary. So, so, and at the end of the whole thing, I don't know if you heard, but um, the Queen of England jumps out of a helicopter with James Bond. Did you hear I about didn't,
1: this? I heard about I this. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't heard see
0: it. it. Yes. So at, after all of the festivities are over and Paul McCartney sings and everything, Meredith Vieira is there with the producer, director of the, the whole show. And she goes, and I quote, how'd you get the money shot?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw the money shot comment and I thought, that's probably not okay to say on TV because that's well, not what that's all about. But, well, uh, yes.
0: I, I mean, all the people in porn on Twitter were just going nuts over yeah. her, her, her <laughs> stupid comments. I
1: have, have you ever done that before at work where you say something like that? I, I've actually said that. I think I've even used money shot as a, you know, when I was trying to show a picture of something that was supposed to be for work. And realized, that's not okay to do. <laughs> <laughs> talking and things come out well maybe you guys don't have that problem but i do occasionally no no, no, i think we all you know i'm always glad to god yes
0: but you know my my
1: best one was when i went up to that guy and i said i i have this really big box for you and of course (laughs) okay to say and it was i was delivering something but i had a big box anyway
2: Um. so i
1: learned my lesson there
2: because you know You can't just do that.
0: that.
2: (laughs) Well, hey, hey, try working at Home Depot for twenty years. Everything in the plumbing department is like not okay to say. (laughs) Do you you need a ball cock? (laughs) What size nipple do you need? It was um, like I avoided those aisles like the plague because I was so afraid that somebody was going to ask me a question. I was going to go right to seventh grade. You I, know. I was going
1: to say, I turned into an instant seventh grader and these things happen and I can't help but giggle. <laughs>
2: While we're on the subject, why don't you just pull my finger? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's um, funny. Or all right. Which uh, group do you need?
0: Okay. So um, we've, we've killed the Olympics to death.
1: <laughs> well, beat beat it to death, death, that, but yes. Know, yeah.
0: Yes. They destroyed it. Well, can't wait to watch the end of that.
1: <laughs> and now we're moving on to what are we talking about now? We're
0: talking about Chick Fil A.
1: The First Amendment.
0: No. Well, I guess that is kind of a First Amendment issue.
1: Which it is kind of right. Don't yeah, you think? yeah.
0: They they have a right to do what they want, and so does everybody else. Right. So, apparently, uh, Dan Cathy, who is the current CEO of Chick Fil A, got on. Uh, an interview and said uh, guilty is charged when he was talking about support uh, being uh, against gay marriage. Right. And uh, that they take corporate profits is the way I understood it and donate it to um, organizations that are in opposition to gay marriage. And so, you know, I think a lot of people have known about it for a long time that they tra- support the traditional, definition of marriage, the biblical definition of marriage. And uh, recently, there was a, a, a video that has gone viral. Maybe you guys have seen it. Have you not? I
1: don't, know. I, don't know. I, haven't, I haven't seen it, I don't you, think.
0: You haven't seen it, man. Well, what is it? it there's a, a young gal who is, she's kind of like, very similar to the girl who does the Drunk Kitchen, My Drunk Kitchen. Right. Um, and she did a a video uh, to, uh, her name's Jackson Pierce and she did a video about how she won't eat it uh, Chick-fil-A anymore until they recant or whatever they do but she loves Chick-fil-A she thinks Chick-fil-A has the tastiest food she spent thousands of dollars eating there <laughs> but now that you know she just she's her conscience has gotten the best of her. And, you know, and she went on this rant about how their religious bullshit is basically bullshit and that they need to either go all the way and go with the full definitions or stop picking and choosing which Bible verses that they want to follow and which ones they want to ignore. Uh, and so, okay. that was kind so of the is she kind
1: of what spurs on this uh, boycott or was the boycott and going on before she made her video.
0: It was going on before she made her video. But her okay. her, her video, I know, has had well over a couple hundred thousand hits so far. It, I wouldn't be surprised if at this point it's over a million hits. People are trying to get her on Ellen's show and stuff like that.
1: Right. Well, does, did anyone not know that Chick-fil-A was a Christian organization? I mean, they're closed on Sundays. They're all about...
0: Oh, yeah. Everyone
1: knows. Everybody kind of knows that or assumes that. So we have to assume that corporations make donations, and if they're a Christian-based corporation, they're probably going to donate on that Christian-based site, right? So the fact that anyone would be surprised about it cracks me up. I I don't know.
0: I think that – I think it was Mayor Bloomberg, tell me if I'm wrong, that said that they're not going to – because, you know, there's a number of mayors that are involved right now. And some the Boston mayor and I think Chicago mayor have said, we don't want Chick-fil-A here. We're not going to have that kind of business.
1: Correct. Boston just had this. But it looks like that's not going to be able to be upheld because they can't necessarily block a right. business zoning-wise based on this speech issue. But you know, yeah. they can make it very difficult, I'm sure. It's difficult enough to o- open up a business anywhere, let alone, you know, with all the permitting you need. So if you've pissed off the city and the zoning people, you probably are going to be stuck. But they can't necessarily really follow through with
2: that. But New York I think it's just another example of our litigious society and how people are just trying to make something out of nothing because it's not like they're telling people that they can't it's not like they're telling the the gay community you're not allowed to come and eat here. You know, it's just somebody made a, a statement that said that, that that's what they support. They don't support necessarily gay marriage. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're um, there's lots of people that don't support gay marriage, but it doesn't mean that necessarily anybody's coming out and saying that. It's like the Hooters thing. Remember when the guy tried to get the job at Hooters?
0: Right. And, and he
2: sued and he sued Hooters because he couldn't get a job at Hooters.
0: Right. As a waiter, as a right. server,
2: that's true. I mean, it's right. just ridiculous. It's not like saying that, oh, you're coming in with this um, gay or lesbian label on you, and we're not going to serve you.
0: No no, 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 no. It's not. It's different than that, Ellen. And here's the the reason why it's different. What you're doing is, it, it's if I go and I go buy a chicken sandwich at at Chick fil A, I know that a portion of everything that I pay for there is going to support groups that support. Hate. Hate of people that you have friends who are gay that, you know, to make their life more difficult. And
1: well, I'll take the hate out of there because that's sort yeah. of inflammatory. But I, would equi- but I would put inequality. Okay. Right? And that it, it is an inequality issue in my opinion. Okay. Now, whether it's based in hate, that would be individually you'd have to determine. But it's definitely not equal rights for people. So that is, to me, the bottom line of the argument. And, you know, you hear those jokes all the time about why would gays want to get married and be subjected to what all the rest of us married people are going
0: through. I'm with you.
2: I have four four gay couples that are married in my family. Right. And they're not, you know, they're not up and they're not not eating at Chick-fil-A because of where the money is going to support. I mean, much like they're not stopping drinking Coke because of what Coke, you know, the years and years of what Coca-Cola had done and what they supported. Yeah, I'm with you doing. totally on the, the inequality thing, it, but, I, but Chick-fil-A has always had that biblical-based foundation. Right, and since... I think that's okay. just a given. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, but it's what's going on now and the way that it's in people's face. I mean, you don't go into McDonald's and go get a side order of, uh, you know, we're going to make sure that those gay people can't get married. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And then
1: let's let's have a little side note. Have you seen this picture floating around Facebook that 87 people have posted about McDo- there's a McDonald's sign and you uh-huh. know where it usually says over a billion served or whatever. They've written out, you know, we support Chick-fil-A try to boycott us. And I'm assuming this is probably a made-up sign or whatever. Oh, because I, I can't imagine McDonald's would support doing, you know, that kind of thing. But It is true. If it is a thing that you like, and I like McDonald's more than I like Chick-fil-A, and I don't eat Chick-fil-A very often, and if I found out McDonald's was supporting something that I wasn't in support of... I would probably have a problem eating there. So because I don't eat at Chick-fil-A very often, it's very easy for me to say, well, I won't eat at Chick-fil-A anymore because of this. But if it were McDonald's, it would be harder for me to say that because I actually <laughs> like
0: McDonald's. But, well, right. Uh, no, I'm, I'm with I you there. I have
1: principles, but sometimes I need special sauce and then you just right. don't
2: get that everywhere. So, And then you're compromising your principles because of special sauce.
1: Because of special <laughs> sauce and two all-beef patties and pickles <laughs> and lettuce. That's easy, bud. And it's just too much sometimes. I can only pick so many battles to well, choose.
0: Well, you know, but they
1: shouldn't be surprised about the general public having an opinion about what this guy had to say.
0: Well, you right. know, I mean, I saw somebody posted something that said that, um, you know, there you buy oil from oil companies that, and those oil companies get their oil from the Middle East, and those people don't give it equal rights to their people. So you're supporting, you know, countries that are are mean you know evil essentially or whatever you want to call it bad to the people you know they don't give women equal rights in many middle eastern countries and that's right of thing. they don't you know and every time we buy a gas a, a, a tank of gas we support that indirectly mm-hmm. i guess so how's it different i guess that's different because it's happening here in our country on our soil it <laughs> and affecting our laws directly
2: well, right. and, if, and it's different because we know about it. You know, Chick-fil-A was quiet about this, obviously, for many, many years and not necessarily having it focused around gay marriage specifically, just biblically based. So there right. shouldn't be any Buddhists that were eating there. There shouldn't have been any, uh, you know um, – well, Jehovah Witnesses eating there, any yeah. of that? Because none of them support the Christian-based stuff either. Yeah, but you know, what? regardless have, of what the topic is,
0: I have a hard time with people who like to use the Old Testament to support certain things, and then float over to the New Testament when they want to support other things.
2: Yes, I don't. Absolutely.
0: I, I think if you if you're a Christian, you know, and you follow the Christian doctrine, which is the New Testament, which says, basically, that Jesus has come, and that Old Testament is no longer a requirement that we have to follow. So, at least not in that way, apparently. And and not be, and me not being Christian, I'm not here to tell Christians how to practice their religion. But I will say that from, if you want to follow the Mosaic Law, which is where they commonly quote, then you know, follow, follow a lot more of it, right? Like don't eat pork, you know, you know, how come there's bacon sandwiches available at Chick-fil-A? I mean, I I mean, you could, you, if you want to take all of those, and I agree with uh, Jackson Pierce, you know, she quoted all these Bible quotes. I mean, there's zillions of them. So anyways, that's uh, the deal with Chick-fil-A. I, I think that personally, uh, he has a right to say what he wants he has a right to spend his money where he wants, but I think that people also have a right to choose whether they want to eat there and support that sort of thing right um, you know I mean oh, sure I mean it,
2: I mean we're not talking about the you know the the presidential one of the presidential platforms right now is all about obesity, right? We're not talking about the fact of how fast food supports obesity. Right. We're still spending money there. Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I know. Well, uh, so. Hey, j- just remember this the Westboro Baptist Church also stands out in front of places with a big sign that says, God hates fags. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, I mean. Who
2: did that? I didn't hear that
0: the, first part. You the, broke up. The Westboro Baptist right. Church. You know, the same people protesting. Uh, military funerals, right. I, I mean, there's some. I'm not trying to say it's the same thing, but uh, you know, ha- <laughs> you know.
2: Well, the, the fact that the fact remains is that we live in a fantastic country that allows us to protest. Th- that's right. And allows us to make our decisions as to where we sp- spend our money, and allows us to have a soapbox to be able to speak freely about what we like and what we don't like, and that, and that's the beauty of the whole thing. I'm glad that somebody's saying something about something, and, and it's, it's something in a, a positive light where they're trying to bring attention or awareness to, um, to, to something that is a an integral part of our um, society right now. Mm-hmm. So,
0: amen. Okay. <laughs> I, I Love think it. I've done plenty amen. of talking, so I'm going to turn this topic right over to you ladies, I think. Yes, B- because th- yes.
1: this is this is really okay. A topic. So the scoop is, yeah, oops. The CEO at Yahoo happens to be a woman, which is already you know news in and of itself, right? And yeah. she just announced that she is six months pregnant. So it ignites once again these mommy wars, right? And this whole women in the workplace and what what value do they add? being mothers and of course what are they taking away from the workplace being mothers is she allowed to be a CEO for a major corporation and get this time off and do what she's going to have to do and where does she compromise both herself the company what is that fine line there
2: well and it's it's a topic that is huge because it really just depends on the person's contribution and how they set up their life Um, And I know many women who for the first year or so decided that they were going to have full-time staff thinking that it wasn't going to make a difference that in the first year of the child's life and then that way gave them an opportunity to um, you know adjust if you will with the full-time staff and obviously the CEO of Yahoo probably has the cash the cash flow to have a full-time staff if she decided to much like any of these stars that are out making movies and those types of things I mean, if you think about it, they're CEOs of their own company, of their own brand. Right. And uh, they still have to produce and contribute. So I almost get angry
1: having this conversation brought up about these men of power, right? Recently, there was an article in The Atlantic, and I will get the lady's name, but she was chief of staff, Hillary Clinton, at the State Department, and she left that job to work or to be at home because her teenagers were going off the rails, and she was working 100 hours a week. And all kinds of craziness was ensuing in her life. So she decided to leave Washington to, quote, unquote, spend more time with her family, which is also code word in Washington for you've been fired, right? Right. But she wasn't fired. She actually did want to spend time with her family. And so women's groups are criticizing her for, how can you leave this position of power? We're just finally getting where we want to be as women in the world, and you're doing this, and you're setting us back 20 years. And then, of course, the traditional stay-at-home women's groups are like, yeah, you should have never done this to begin with. So so women can't win, in my opinion. That's true. The the ultimate take on her article, and I agree with her 100%, is that we can't have it all. We can't be, be the at the pinnacle of our career and at the peak of our parenting abilities and do it and do both of those things. Well,
0: it, it's Anne Marie slaughter.
1: There you go. And she, um, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe we know people differently and I know myself, I'm a working parent and yes, when one thing is going very well, the other thing usually isn't. And it doesn't make it horrible, but it doesn't make it, it's not perfect. And that's, and and we're all driven to get this perfection and this work-life balance that just doesn't exist. And I'm so tired of hearing it. And I'm so tired of women beating each other up
2: over it. Yes. And, and the biggest thing is, too, is I remember my mom had me in, you know, in 1968 right after and, and worked full time right after she had me. But, of course, I had all these older siblings that were taking care of me. So it was like I was getting parented. But she took a lot of abuse and scrutiny from the women back then, even, where they were saying, first of all, that she was m- menopausal, basically, because she was 45 when she had me. And what oh. are you doing? And then everybody on the street it, it, that had a child at 45 wound up with a child that had Down syndrome or some right. kind of ailment, yeah. and, because that was a big deal back then. And I don't know that it is so much now, but it is. it was back then. That's what they thought caused it was having babies late in life or right during menopause. So right. my mom took a lot of abuse um, for being a working mom, first of all, and then secondly, having, having me so late in life that, you know, what are you, crazy? And she said, I remember her telling me the story of how many times during her pregnancy that somebody was trying to talk her into an abortion. It's terrible. It is well, terrible.
1: Part of, part of the CEO at Yahoo thing that – they think part of the reason why she got the job was, okay, let's give it to a woman and she's 37. So she's probably out of her prime, so to speak, and, and for whatever reason, they thought she was middle-aged at 37 and wouldn't be entering into a pregnancy or becoming pregnant. So I don't know what her motivations were. Bottom line is she is pregnant because that happens to women. But if this were a male CEO, it wouldn't have mattered about his age and his, where he's at in his reproductive cycle. Right. if If he did have a wife who became pregnant or whatever there was you know a partner in the situation, it would have no bearing on his ability to do the job and it does bear on her ability to do the job because physically you're you're altered right I mean you definitely mm-hmm. are altered it doesn't mean that you're dis- disabled, but things are different. I still feel like if he were if, if it were a man and say he was diagnosed with diabetes. Well, that's life-altering too, and could alter his ability to do his job. So, she's being punished more because of it. Um, but will she be able to maintain her standards as CEO because of it? It will be a lot harder, I'm sure, because there's just a lot of changes that happen to you, especially if this is her first pregnancy, which I believe it is. So, you know, there's no easy situation. But I just wished, as women, we could just freaking. Stop beating each other up over it. And whatever you decide as a working mom or not a working mom or whatever, that's your decision. And that's maybe what works for your family. But making everybody adhere to it is very frustrating.
2: Yes, definitely. And the other and side it- of it is too is if the woman is that great of a leader. She probably is surrounded by fantastic people that from a delegation standpoint, if, if the job was taking her that much, maybe she just needs to add more staff. In order to make it make it happen and just make it appropriate, and once again, if it was a man who was going through it and needed more people to delegate to or more people to create a leadership team to make sure that it did happen and none of the wheels fell off while you were going to do whatever it was that you wanted to do, there would be discussion. But right. because she's pregnant and that being the reason, then it's like, oh, geez, the world, the you know, the world's going to come to an end, and we're just going to have to find a replacement because she'll never be able to do it without even giving her a chance. Well, well hold I don't on. I think there on. was oh,
1: Go ahead. Uh, what, I, did I, you have something to say, Jeff? I, I, I do.
0: <laughs> I do have something to say. The, <laughs> How dare the, okay. You. She hasn't been the CEO of this company for what more than 2 weeks or something like that? It's it, been a while. No. Hasn't it? I don't think it's been that long.
2: I think Matt's, my Yahoo, my Yahoo facts are not I, I'm not up on my Yahoo facts, so I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I think it's only it's been like maybe 3 weeks. And so, Oh,
1: so that's a whole other dimension. That's,
0: that's what the dimension yes. here is, is that she's been the CEO, and then like a week or two later reveals, I'm and pregnant. she's six
1: months pregnant, and, yes. so it's not like she didn't know. Uh, I don't known. know.
0: Maybe they knew, maybe they didn't know. I don't know what the story is on that. Irrelevant, I guess. But the thing is that, does she take a leave of absence, or does she work while, um, you know, through that maternity time frame, and... You know, either way, like, you look at Steve Jobs, who was sick and had to take a leave of absence. Right. Okay. But he had a longstanding um, time to reorganize the company. Yahoo's getting ready to either make it or break it. And whatever this lady does is going to directly impact how that company is successful or not. Now, you know, the background behind the lady is that she worked for Google. She was like employee number 10. Yeah. And so, uh, in fact, the Google homepage, she's responsible for that, for that simple uh, look and feel, and, and a lot of the real great innovations at Google, she's responsible for. It. So they brought her on board to bring over some of that googliness.) <laughs> yeah, know. but
2: if she implemented it at Google, she would be able to implement it at Yahoo just as effectively with even even if she's only been there 3 weeks now she just needs to kick it into turbo and build that team yeah well to make it happen
0: but th- those teams don't get built in a day and she may have to go in there and clean some house you know she's had
1: no time to establish a, a leadership pattern that, that, that's for sure that's right for sure. and 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 for her to think that i i sort of question and we'll probably never know, but if she never revealed it during her interviewing process, which I'm sure was quite extensive, I think that states something about her. Now, because it does impact their decision and rightly or wrongly, it does. So I'm wondering if she'd have laid it out there because if she's as googly great as they thought she was, (laughs) then what difference would it make to them that she was pregnant? She should have said something but we all know that it does make a difference and that's why she probably didn't. So I, I can only relate this to me because first of all, I like to talk about me, but secondly, <laughs> I just only <laughs> want to know about me. Um, all right. I am a working mother and if I take my kids to work, then that is looked upon differently if there is a dad that works in my company and he takes his kid to work, then he's a hero for you know, having quality time with his kids and blah, blah, blah. Whereas when it's me, it's different. It's looked upon differently. And I'm very offended by that. And I'm bothered by it. And it will not change. And it probably won't change in my lifetime or my kid's lifetime because that's the gender separation divide that we still have. But it frustrates the crap out of me. And, I, you know, there's nothing to do about it other than just I have to pretend that I'm not a family person more often than not to be successful in my endeavors. And that's frustrating.
2: Yeah. I would have to agree. And I don't have kids, but I, again, with my family, my huge family, it's one of those things that I have to pretend like I'm not a family person too, at least in my past career. Now that I'm working for myself, it's, you know, now I have a great boss.
1: Yeah. Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Understands everything. (laughs) I need to be my own CEO, I guess. But, but I like, I mean, I like the ability that that things are changing. I'm not going to be completely negative. Yes. Is it better in the workplace for women than it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago? Yes, it's better. Is it great? No. And for the, for the bulk of us who have issues like childcare, that this woman will never have to worry about because she's the CEO of Yahoo. I think she makes, you know, there's a few zeros before the decimals in her paycheck. So affording someone is not an issue. But for the rest of us who can't, who have no other option, than to either work or stay at home or figure out how to how to run your life with children, it's really disconcerting that there aren't better leniencies for for women. And then and then of course then you have the people who abuse that and have to leave work every half hour because their kids sniffled or whatever. So you know we do it to ourselves. We make it bad as women. We don't give ourselves a lot of legitimacy when we bend the rules in our favor because we have kids too. So.
2: Yeah, but you're not going to, you know, same thing. You're not going to be able to control the entire population of women to be able to do that. But like I said, my mom did it in the early, you know, obviously in the late 60s and early 70s. And how they worked it out was my dad was a fireman and worked two Uh days on and she worked 11 to 7, 11 Uh p.m. to 7 a.m. So she was always, there was always somebody home you know and right. i think that if you want to work it out that you figure out a way to work it out regardless of what your income is and you find ways to make it happen because that your family's important and just by making it work and just by finding ways to have some kind of solution to it that that's what gives you some of that legitimacy too that you do make it work even right. though it is double standard i'm i'm to, i think i said before that i had friends that called in pregnant. I mean they worked up right to the minute that they were delivering. Up, oh, sorry, I can't come in. My water just broke. And and is that fair either where you're where you're working right and putting your 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 whole health and your baby's health in danger being exposed to who knows what. Right. You know the weeks before your pregnancy or your yeah. weeks before your delivery that just doesn't make sense either. It's crazy. Crazy crazy. So we need to we need to figure out a way genetically we get men pregnant. <laughs> I'm all Where's for those it. aliens? Where's those aliens? Maybe the aliens
1: will—they <laughs> always want to probe people and stuff. So maybe that's the deal.
2: Wow! Hey, 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 yeah, hey. The, the human population would stop if men were having babies.
0: <laughs> wow! Did, do you know?
2: No, <laughs> oh, Judge, you're there. I'm sorry. Sorry, uh-huh. right, Judge.
0: <laughs> um, here's a fact for you: there is a lizard in the California desert, somewhere up in in. Death Valley. Apparently, that there are no males, and they still reproduce. True, oh, true story. Okay, it's like well. Jeff Goldblum says: nature will find a way. Will
2: find
0: <laughs> That's right. Amen. <laughs> well, on that
1: note, maybe we should uh, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> find a way. Find, yeah. <laughs> find a way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man.
2: National Organization of Women needs you. That's right. Find
0: <laughs> a way, man. Okay. Wow. But
2: that is, but that is a tough topic, Teresa, and I totally agree. And and like I said, with with the, all the women that I have in my family, every one of them worked. Yeah. Were, and and had pretty pretty big jobs. You know, pretty top uh, top quality um, in some kind of Execution, leadership execution type of jobs where they really had to be able to perform. And, and they figured out ways to do it, you know, right, wrong or indifferent. They figured out ways. Right. And my yeah. sister's in law, you know, my sister's in law took the opportunity to, to do, to take some time off. But once again, th- th- three or four of them wound up three or four of my sister-in-laws wound up working in the school system so that they had the same days off. Not everybody <laughs> has that, that ability, you know, not everybody has no, that. No, but
1: you have to become creative. Set. If you want yeah. to do, yes, stuff, so.
2: Exactly. Which just makes women the better, right? Sorry, Judd. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: no, I would never say that. I, I, I'm I don't kidding. Feel, I, know you, I know you're kidding. kidding. But I do feel like we do have, everybody has different responsibilities and everybody has to shoulder them differently. And men men are no less burdened. I'm not saying that, except for the fact they can't bear children. But um, eh, it's definitely a it's a hot-button issue for me right now with my new position that I'm in, and I, it's really been a little chip on my shoulder. So this is interesting timing on this. Yeah, good. good. All right. Well, what else? Are we done for the day?
0: I think that's it. I think we can, can wrap it up. Wrap so, hey. this up. I know. It's been a great show. We've talked about the Olympics, Chick-fil-A, Yahoo CEO. Good stuff. Really, and that Olympics topic was kind of fun because we – hit a lot of other little things, and uh, so that was exciting. And then, of course, um, we had Ellen joining Woo-hoo! us. So this was kind of yeah. a really cool show that we've had now all the hosts here at once, so that's very awesome.
2: Yeah, we'll
1: have to make that happen again
2: before the aliens invade. <laughs> or so, definitely be- definitely before the Mayans uh, yes, are, exactly. Okay, <laughs> my well, answer.
0: Uh, something that we did last time, I'd like to do this again. Uh, this is your chance for a shout out of something that if you want to plug something or whatever. So, uh,
1: Ellen, you should plug your business.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh well, I have had a great week actually. Um, business, my business is business resolutions, and my business is helping people grow their businesses. So I've had some great one-on-ones the last couple of weeks. And uh, I just signed on three new clients, and um, I actually was approached by another company to be on their faculty to teach for larger companies, larger corporations throughout the United States, and uh, be on a team with uh, a few folks. So I'm very excited about that. Pretty big names, and they all wrote their own material for the most part. Um, I've, I've written about 30 or 40 classes so far. Uh, and I'm um, I'm real excited about being able to deliver those. So my uh, it's a coaching and consulting business primarily, but um, it's really action focused, results driven. So once they, um, once people start coaching with me, it's it we do, we talk primarily about results and how quickly they're going to get them. It's really great. It's really a lot of fun. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks. How about you? Thanks there? for the plug. Yeah. No, oh, you
1: know me. I'm always plugging my same old, same old.
2: I Buy Reed's
1: Ginger Brew and, and Virgil's Root Beer. It's still Root Beer Float season, people. So start drinking.
0: <laughs> you know, I could not, I looked at Publix here locally and I could not find it. So let them know. East Coast, yeah, get them in that store. Yeah, storm.
2: we need it. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and, and after Judd told me the name, I was out looking for it myself.
0: So, and I would like to plug Mr. Bill Bender, just give a big shout out to him, who's out there in the desert somewhere helping the troops stay safe and uh, find the bad guys. So uh, big shout hey, out. Bill. Hey, Bill. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so you're, Love it. He's definitely on our minds and we wish him uh, safe journeys. And, yeah. You know, know. So, all right. Well, one last thing, Teresa, what did you get that plaque for? That was awesome.
1: Oh, thanks! I was an area governor last year for District Twelve, uh, Area A Four, and received a plaque, you know, in commendation of doing that, which was really, really nice. And it was just love, you know. As a grown-up, we don't get a lot of trophies, right? And and I'm not a big believer in participation trophies for kids. I, you know, I have a whole spiel on that, but I'll, we'll do that another show.
0: Oh, um, yes, we will.
2: <laughs> That'll be a good one. <laughs>
1: You don't get a trophy for just showing up. But I did get a trophy for just showing up last year and being an area governor. But, you know, there's a little bit of work involved with that too. So, And I I would like to say that for being a very first-time area governor and and being very new to Toastmasters that it went very well um, as an area governor for me. And I would definitely recommend doing it again. And I would do it again myself if I had the time at the moment. So it was a good experience, and I feel like like it needs to – like, I wanted to share that because it was really fun, and I knew that all the people that I touched in my Facebook post about it were part of my uh, friend circle from Toastmasters, and I, I would never have been successful if it hadn't been for all of them, so it was really nice.
2: That's fantastic.
1: Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. Could
2: that. I agree. That I had, my first year was last year, too, and it was a lot of, it was a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun. And right. Think, how long have you been in Toastmasters? Only
1: about, uh, well, it'll be two years in November, right? So not that long.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah, you have me by a couple of months.
1: Yeah. So, I, you know, it was just a good experience, and I'm a serial volunteer, so whenever something <laughs> comes up, I will always volunteer for it, which can sometimes get me in trouble. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but it was good. I would definitely do it again. And, I, you know, I've learned so much from that organization and wouldn't be where I am today complaining about being a working woman if it weren't for <laughs> Dozenbusters. So right. I have them to thank Amen. for all, this, all this glamour.
0: Nice. <laughs> and fame
1: that's right what about you Jed have you got anything else to shout out about
0: no that was really my big thing Uh, go like us on Facebook at the TJ Talks page subscribe leave comments at iTunes if you would that actually would be the biggest thing right now If you go on to iTunes find our podcast leave us a comment there give us five stars because we think we deserve it (laughs) and uh, tell your friends Listen up no, to TJ Talks. Alright. Alright, so for TJ Talks, I am Judd. And with and I'm me.
1: Teresa and Ellen.
0: And we will chat with you later.
1: Talk to you later. See ya.
0: Seven guys in a boat, and they all want to stroke at a different time.
2: Yeah.